Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. We're staying on a little bit of a theme here, and I know we don't tie episodes together too much because we like them to be standalone, but in a recent episode, we talked about <laughs> elves, and we're going to be talking today about fairies. Yes. Are we another cautionary tale? Um, Somewhat, but less so. Okay. There is so much to learn about fairies that one episode cannot possibly encompass all of it. Oh, wow. I'm going to tell you that what you're going to get is a broad stroke overview. Okay. And that the fairy realm is wide and diverse, and it ranges from elementals all the way to the seely and the unseely, which are the royalty, if oh, you will. Okay. And everything in between. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you know, when we talked about elves, we were sort of very broad stroke as well. There are light elves and dark elves. Just so you know, we didn't cover that in the last episode, but I want to I want to balance it with the seely and unseely in this episode. Okay. And again, it's just the types of energies that they're working with. It's not good and evil. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be clear, light and dark, not good and evil. Okay. Right? Although they, they can correlate, it doesn't mean that they do. Right. So the fairy realm is wide and deep and long. And you have everything from the pixies to the gnomes to the Tinkerbell, right? <laughs> Tinkerbell's a fairy, right? Yeah. She's a type of fairy. And there's this wide swath of fairydom. And even beyond the regularly understood realm of fairydom, there is also the ancient ones, the primordial underpinning 
of the world fairies. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're chaos realm, primordial ooze type energies that exist as well. So the Fae were here even then? Oh, yes. So the Fae are kind of extensions of Mother Earth. Oh, okay. It's not exactly right, but it's close enough. They are very connected to the land. And in fact, I can't imagine anyone other than the highest of the Sealy and Unsealy being able to even leave the planet. Oh, wow. That's how tied to the Earth they are. And the elementals are, you know, Earth, Air, Fire, Water elements. And because they are elementals, they have less consciousness in the way that we think of it. They have consciousness in the form of their element. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they are unconscious. It's just that they are differently conscious, like the air that I talked about in the the elf episode, right? (laughs) (laughs) The air is, it's, it's its own level of consciousness, right? And if you've ever tried to talk to a, a rock, you get a sense of what the earth elemental consciousness is, Yeah, you know, and the bigger the rock, the closer to the earth elemental consciousness that you get. Hmm. Put your hand on part of a mountain and you'll have an idea. <laughs> okay? that's, that's pretty big rock. <laughs> pretty big rock. So, you know, each one has its own level of consciousness in that formula. When we talk about the Sealy and the Unsealy, those are the high courts. And when people talk about fairies, they often talk about the fairy mound. A fairy circle is what is known as a copse of trees in a wood. Mm-hmm with a mound in the middle, okay. a clearing, a full circle of trees with a clearing in the center and a mound in the middle. That's a fairy circle and a fairy mound. Okay. Do not, and here's the cautionary tale, <laughs> okay? Do not enter the fairy mound. Do not intend to enter. Do not try to enter. Do not agree to enter if you are invited because time in the fairy mound passes very differently. And an hour in the fairy mound could be five years in this world. Whoa. There are tales filled with people who entered the fairy mound and came out a hundred years later after a day. Wow. So it's kind of like Narnia. It is. It's very much like Narnia. It's a, it's a similar sort of concept. They, the worlds run in very different speeds. Mm. And so aside from the fact that there are many perils within the fairy mound, (laughs) that is the biggest one. That's the, you know, no doubt you will run into this one. It is the nature of the physicality of the space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you think about the intrigue of political stuff that happens in the higher ranking elites of royal society, Mm -hmm. all of that crap exists in the fairy mount. So, you know, there are dangers from that level as well. And, you know, you don't really belong. So you're not necessarily welcome. Okay. Even if you've been invited, you're not necessarily welcome because, you know, everybody's got their own opinion and that opinion is whatever it is. All right. So what do we need to know when we're interacting with fairies? Yeah. So so the thing you need to know is that every type of fairy has its own different things to know. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm going to give you some broad strokes. But the rules do not apply across all fairydom because they're all very different, yeah. right? Trolls can even be lumped in with the fae. Oh. And by the way, fairies and the fae, mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. Just, you know, F-A-E. So, you know, I mean, dealing with a troll is very different than dealing with a gnome, is very different than dealing with a pixie, is very different than dealing with an unseely or a seely high court, right? Okay. It's just, they're all very different. Yeah. So know that there are wide differences. One of the things that if you're going to work with the fairies that I highly recommend is that you pick up a copy of the Brian Froud fairy oracle deck. Okay. Brian Froud is a well-known artist who paints fairies. And so the deck 
check is his. And he didn't write the details in it. I don't remember the woman's name and I apologize to her right now for not remembering her name who wrote all of the materials, Mm -hmm. but he did all the paintings. So she partnered with him. But it's the Fairy Oracle deck and I highly recommend that you pick that up because that deck is really good at giving you an understanding of the different types of fairies that are out there. There's also the Pressed Fairy book that Brian Froud did, which is literally, it's hysterical. It's, It's pictures of fairies that have been pressed like flowers in between the pages and descriptions of the fairies in that book it's funny but it's it's a actual archive of the different types of fairies so the thing about fairies is that you have to understand that they have similar sorts of approaches to the elves in terms of you know your words matter yeah and they look for loopholes all the time because in general they're very playful and tricksterish Okay. And so, you know, like a lot of people have borrowers in their house and they don't even know it. So if you put something down and you turn around and it's gone and you knew it was there and then you find it someplace else and you go, what the hell? I know I put it down there. You've got a borrower and they're messing with you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. If somebody, if something that you need has gone missing and you can't find it, yell out loud, very funny, give it back. <laughs> and, and they will. Okay. Brownies are helper fairies. They make life easier. In fact, there's a very funny episode of The Lost Girl somewhere in there that's uh, a, about a brownie that comes to stay with her that's really funny and gives you some indication. <laughs> uh, but generally, fairies like to be fed. So if you're going to work with the fairies, you you have to feed them. And they like milk and honey. Okay. Literally milk and honey. All right. And not necessarily together. You yep. can give them a little saucer of cream. They prefer cream over milk. Yeah. And honey, preferably local. And they're not all that big, so they wouldn't eat that much anyway. So no. It's a pretty no, good no, no. deal. Little, little, little bowls, you know. <laughs> Little yeah. little bowls, like, like you know, if you put your size. fingers around your eyes into a the, the, that size bowl would be yeah. fully sufficient for a fairy. Okay, but you you have to give them an offering, and if you if you ask them for something and you don't give them an offering, then they will mess with you. Oh, <laughs> because their entertainment is their their compensation in that case. So you definitely want to feed them. And you know, if you if you make a feast for your house, you should set out a little feast for your fairies. Okay. So, and I mean little, you know, like a tiny little nibble of everything. Yeah, and that's know? plenty. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a lot. They're not big. So we talked with the elves about them being immortal. And mm-hmm. is the same true of the fairies and all of the fae? Mostly. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think through a lot of yeah. them. Like mostly, there are some fae that are born, mature, die, and are reborn. Okay. And so they're not technically immortal because they do die, but they come back as the same person. So yeah. are they immortal or are they not immortal? <laughs> I don't know. As I said, the fairies are part of the earth, mm-hmm. and the earth is part of them. And so if you do manage to destroy a fairy, which is possible, it's doable, it's not recommended, but it is it is possible. If you do manage to destroy a fairy, another fairy will arise to take its place, not necessarily in the same place as you are. Okay. But because the earth needs a certain balance yeah, so of them. I was just going to say, is that a balance thing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And... I, I, I'm literally feeling into this answer right now. So bear with me as I, I hem and haw a bit. Um, but there is a, there is a way in which that fairy is the same person as the original one, just okay. with new, no, no experience yet. Oh, okay. So it's like a, a clone. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. So we talk about fairies, and you've said that they're connected to the earth, and we talked about the fairy mounds and, and their existence in this this plane. Do fairies themselves exist in this physical plane? Well, again, that depends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we yes have earth, no. <laughs> air, and fire, and water, right? Yeah. So that's a physical, those are all physical elements, mm-hmm. right? But the spirits of them are, uh, we touch into the spirits of them on the, on the energetic, okay. right? So, you know, the gnomes and the pixies mm-hmm. are part of the landscape. You know, they're part of the earth. Yep. And so they exist in that form, but we touch into them on the spiritual. Fairies are kind of a crossover entity. Okay. And here's a funny story. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, the magical house that I lived in, one of the housemates was big into her fairies. She mm-hmm. always had fairies over. She, in fact, was the reason for the creation of the rule. No, all all house guests, corporeal and non-corporeal, <laughs> may only stay for three days and they must stay in your room. <laughs> because, yeah, she, she had fairies all over the freaking house and made everybody crazy. And they may not enter anyone else's room without permission. Mm-hmm. Well, my room... I, I had no patience for the fairies. They made me nuts. And um, I was much less evolved at that time. <laughs> but I had a friend of mine who was standing in the doorway. And I said, hey, honey, come on in. And I didn't see the fae that was standing below the line of the bed as I was sitting on the bed. Yeah. And the fae took it as, oh, I'm honey. Yes, I can be honey. Mm -hmm. I will come in. And um, what happened was the way I knew the fairy was in my room, because I wasn't looking for a fairy because it wasn't supposed to be there, was that I had one of those antique clocks. And the face of the clock, the glass that covers the face of the clock, Mm -hmm. was on a latch that literally sunk down into the thing. So it had a little hook on it. Okay. So you literally could not open the face of the clock without lifting the glass and pulling it forward. Yep. And I came back into my room and found the face of the clock open. <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, Rachel! One of Rachel! your fairies is loose. <laughs> Get your fairies out of my room! <laughs> She's like, what? Get your fairies out of my room! <laughs> So, because, you know, nobody in the house would have any reason to open the front of that clock. Right. You know, it was just going, ha ha, I got in. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I managed to wear out it. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) It was just messing with me. Pretty (laughs) awesome. I'm sure it was sitting on the the bed laughing its butt off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because you let it in, even though you didn't know you let it in. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Think of them as mischievous children. Yeah. And you will have a really good idea of exactly how it is. They, they like to, they're generally well-meaning, yep. but they'll pull a prank on you because it's funny. <laughs> they're you mischievous. Know? So we had talked about before the elves had transitioned over that some people have elven blood in them. Is yeah. the same true of Fae? Oh, yeah. 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 So there are some yeah. people with, with Fae and a little bit of Fae in them. Yes. <laughs> Yours truly. I don't have elven blood, but I do have fey blood. Yeah, I mean, they're people with dwarf energy, and Mm -hmm. and you can tell. You look at them, and you can tell. Yeah. (laughs) Dwarves are, and I'm not talking little people. I'm talking the people with dwarf energy. They're they're 
stocky and they're stout and they're you know solid and they're usually shorter yeah. but not always depending on how they interbred but yeah they're then they're generally a little on the cranky side you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? those are the people who have dwarf energy yeah. right <laughs> the interbreeding took place very long time ago yeah. so you know i mean we all have a little bit of something yep you know how you work with the fae is dependent upon what you're trying to accomplish okay so I do a fair amount of work with those primordial elementals mm -hmm. because I do a lot of chaos magic. Right? Okay. I do a lot of pulling things up out of the chaos, out of the primordial ooze and creation of, you know, creating things into the world, right? Birthing things into the world. And uh, the chaos elementals are great for that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's part, that's the part of me that I have in my body is that chaos elemental. So okay. I work in that energy because that's part of who I am. You can have conversations with the Fae and ask them for help. Yeah. And, you know, brownies will help you with anything to make your home happier, mm -hmm. to make your home better. They don't generally like to leave the house. They want to stay their their house house creatures. Okay. If you can get a brownie into your house, you're a happy, happy person. <laughs> you know, if you can, but you got to take care of them. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they don't stay where they're not appreciated. The borrowers, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can work deals with your borrowers, but you got to, you know, yeah, you got to, you got to work a deal with them. <laughs> they just like to steal stuff. You know, there's, there's so many different fae in the world and there's so many different ways to approach it. And as you start to do research into this, you're going to discover that, but you can ask them to go out and, and do things for you. Okay. But again, payment is required. Right. But the payment is not nearly so so devastating as with the elves. Okay. So <laughs> the payment is usually, you know, okay, but I want five vats of honey and I want you to stand on your head for five minutes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the, whatever they ask you for is usually a little bizarre, but okay. Okay. You know, it's usually not that hard. Again, don't go into things lightly. Right. But once you establish a relationship with a fae, usually they're fairly trustworthy to be who they are. You you can't expect them to be human, right? but you can trust them to be who they are. Mm. They're not like putting themselves forward as someone they're not. Right. But again, we're talking about beings in this case and not necessarily energy, which is different uh, when with regards to intention versus actions and words yeah yes in terms of uh, speaking exactly what you mean yeah. um, they're not nearly as literal but they can be literal for the sake of entertainment <laughs> <laughs> so you know you got to be careful like the magical house story that my friend said she wanted to live in a magical house and i went oh i think you want to take that back <laughs> because you know, we were we were sitting in my magical house and my magical house was infested with fairies, as we've just established. And <laughs> I'm sorry for the infestation statement. Yes, they're giving me a hard time about that. Uh, it was inhabited by fairies. Better? Okay, good. Um, and so the there were quite a few fairies who went, woo, magical house. That would be fun. And I went, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> because I said, you know, let's let's uh, think about this. Do you really want doors that go to random places that you don't know where they're going to be each time you open them and the hallway to be a different length every time you go down it and for random energy, you know, energy and creatures to come out of places 
<laughs> at given times with no warning and she's like oh no that's not what i want i'm like <laughs> okay let's be a little more specific because the fairies are going nuts exactly because <laughs> that would be entertaining for them <laughs> you know you you want to be very careful when you're talking to the fairies about what you want so they were going to hop in our bag and head home with her and, and give her just what she wanted <laughs> yes yes that's exactly what they were going to do and she was going to call me a week from then and say ah <laughs> what happened i just wanted to stave it off at the pass <laughs> so, i'm always the person people call when things go horribly wrong <laughs> they're like fix it, ah, fix it. Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think that in terms of our cautionary tale episodes about other beings <laughs> this is sort of wrapped that part of it up anyway although i'm sure there's more that you can add to the list of things you should be aware of and that Don't pretty much with trolls you know yeah it, but it sounds like anything that has its own consciousness and anything its that own has its own consciousness is its own entity right it's, so it's it... gonna have its own ideas about what it wants and what it's doing with its life and it may or may not intersect with your ideas of what you want and embodied or not it may not be friendly about the idea that you bothered it with your bullshit right exactly. trolls in particular you know yeah <laughs> but again Harry Potter got it right. Trolls are not very bright. <laughs> so at least you're okay that way. Tolkien go. got it right. They're not very bright. Yeah, you know, trolls can generally be led with, you know, the promise of food and and a place to to bed down. You know, you got to be careful because their idea of food is not our idea of food. So <laughs> well, and and it's not honey and cream. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up with fairies? Fairies are one of the few creatures that I would encourage you to practice with. I've avoided talking about them up until now because I wanted you to have enough of a knowledge of what you were dealing with in, in terms of um, magic and how it works. Mm -hmm. To be able to recognize when you did something like, say, I want a magical house. Yes. <laughs> That might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I just I wanted you to have enough knowledge of that to be able to, to recognize that moment. But, you know, generally they're they're generally the out of all of the creatures that are out there, they're more safe to to experiment with. Stay away from the sealy and the unsealy. They're far more complicated than you want to deal with, and they're far more drama than you want to deal with. But, you know, talk to the pixies, talk to the gnomes, talk to the brownies and the borrowers and, you know, the house fairies that, that come and, and, you know, engage in your home life. Put some cream and honey out for them and invite them to have conversation with you. Set some boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> set some rules. You cannot mess with me while I'm sleeping. That's a good rule for a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good rule for all of us. It's a good rule for all of us, but you specifically good for fairies. Yeah. <laughs> and don't mess with my friends. Right. You know, you're only here to interact with me. You cannot go home with my friends. That is not okay. You may leave at any time, but you may not go follow my friends home. You know, just there's some very basic ground rules of fairydom, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, when I tell you to stop, you will stop or you will get out of my house forever and I will never invite you back, you know, yeah. just to, you know, they're, they're again, mischievous children, right. they, they're happier with structure and they're happier when they know exactly what you expect of them. Yeah. So if you give them the, the structure, then they, then you have the foundation for a good beginning of a relationship. Excellent. Well, there you go, folks. That is fairies in a nutshell. And they probably, some of them could fit into a nutshell, I guess. I was going to say, some of them really like nutshells for pets. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
<laughs> all right, that's all that we have for this week. Please be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds yet another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Trippa. So long, everyone. Bye. Have fun with the fairies. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any request for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A.com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since... You seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.